Welcome everybody to episode 76 of the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. Firstly, I'd like to sincerely thank all of the interviewees, listeners and the football community of the Illawarra, Australia and around the world who download this podcast. Additionally, I'd like to say thank you to the brilliant people who contribute, comment and reminisce on the social media pages. Brady Stevanovsky is our interviewee in episode 76. He was born in a village near Bitola, Macedonia in 1958. With no structured football development in his childhood and teenage years, Brady had to develop and learn the game by watching TV and practicing. With repetition, skill and perseverance, Brady then made his way into Bitola's Transcop Football Club which played against teams from all parts of Yugoslavia. In 1981, he received a phone call from his auntie in Australia, which changed his life trajectory, and in that year, he came out to Australia for a new opportunity and to play football with Wollongong Macedonia in the second tier of the New South Wales State League. In the next 20 years, Berardi then made a name for himself in the National Soccer League, New South Wales State League and Illawarra Premier League. Most notably, he was part of the highly successful Wollongong City Wolves team, who won the double in the New South Wales State League in 1987 and won the 1988 NSL League Championship. I appreciated the opportunity to record and listen to Rady's football journey. I have sincere respect and thanks for the time Rady spent in delving into his football career and for allowing me into his home. Please enjoy episode 76. Oh, welcome everybody to the Football United vs Soccer City podcast. I'm here in the beautiful surrounds of Cordo Heights. And I've got a very, very special guest in Rady Stevanovsky. And I'm here in his uh, beautiful house. Rady, thank you very much for having me in your house. And welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for coming, mate. Nice to talk to you. So you were born in 1958 and you were born in Macedonia. Can you tell the listener where you grew up and, and what that was like in, in initially in your childhood? Oh, yes. Uh... I grew up in uh, in Bitola, I mean, uh, in the village called Kukurechani, then, um, and I started playing soccer when I was about, how they call it, football, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when I was 16, and I remember the first game, actually, when I started playing for the, for the club, the soccer boots that was about two sizes longer than my foot, <laughs> bigger <laughs> than my foot, and uh, I was so excited to play. And I said, yes, I'm going to play. And uh, started from then. Initially, uh, in, in Bitola there, so there wasn't, like we have it here in, in the Illawarra, there wasn't organised football for under sixes, under sevens. So was it more uh, your initial chance to play with the ball was just with friends out in the street or whatnot, was it? Yes, correct. Yes, it was. Uh, when I was going to school, I used to run from school throw my bag 
and grab the ball and go straight on the field and play with my mates. That was my training. Yeah. That was my, you know, like I said, training and uh, and uh, experience I had, and I didn't have a coach to coach me. I was learning football, watching TV. You know, so people, they're going to say, oh, yeah, but in the village, you got a coach. That's not a coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and that's how I learned that plays football because um, when I start playing, uh, like I said, we didn't have a coach. And then uh, I said, I was so, you know, determined to play and I love the game. And even now I'm still playing. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, so... That, that, that's it, you know, and we didn't have a reserve grade or youth grade or anything, just, just the one team, just first grade, that was it. So if you're that good, you're going to make it. If you're not, well... So, you, yeah, you, we're talking probably later on when you did make it, and was that the Transcott? Uh, that, that, that was after we had a friendly game against them. What was them. the first club that you played with? That was a sweat loss. That was my first club we played. Transcott? No, that yeah, that when I started, yeah, yep. there was Transcorp. When I went there, uh, we had a my village and Transcorp. We had a, a friendly game, right? And then uh, the coach saw me and he goes, uh, "Actually, my brother was playing for them, <laughs> and uh, I play against my brother that friendly game." And he goes, "Who's that?" He goes, "Oh, that's my brother." He goes, "Can you tell him to come training on Tuesday?" And my brother goes, we went home, and he said, he goes, oh, the coach said, um, he wants you to come training on Tuesday. I'm going, what? You know, I was surprised. I goes, yep, no worries, I'm coming. And started like that. So that's about around 16 you were? And I, I, I was about 18 then. Okay. We're 18, 19 there. And then I went there, and I'm going, okay, here we go, this is different. <laughs> you know, so you're not used to tactics or you know yeah. drills they've got trainings and all that stuff and i have to learn something different you know what i mean and uh yeah i went there and i'm going okay i watched for about five minutes i'm going okay i'm ready to go <laughs> let's go <laughs> let's do it and then uh yeah started from there so when you before that you, you say you're watching on tv you what what leagues were you watching? Were you I, I, watching European leagues? I, I, I was watching everything. Even and now, I'm watching every 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 football game. So that was your development when you're growing up. As when you first fell in love with the game, you're watching on TV, and that's really because, you, like you said, you didn't have a coach. Mm -hmm. That's how you taught yourself. Yes, yes. Wow. And yes. did you have favourite players? Yes. In those early years when you're developing, yes, who were uh, they? my favorite player was Shekowaritz. He was he was a top top player, and he came here to Australia to coach. Oh wow! Yeah, he he was coaching just, and I play against him <laughs> against oh, really? his team. Play yeah, and I met him in Sydney. We had a, a tournament, uh, the ethnic tournament. It was all. Uh, different countries nationalities you know that sort of we had a, a side a it's like yeah world yeah. cup and i was playing for yugoslavia then me alex bandalo zivko kristovsky yeah. des martin was playing there too you know and and we won and uh yeah i met him in sydney and uh, you know that that, that was uh, what that is was it? what is it like to be oh, your hero my that was poof 
something special. So you're sometimes playing for your village in your teams, right? Uh, Transcop is the team, but they've only got first grade. And they're in the, I guess, is that the professional that was it, yeah. Macedonian league at that point in time? Semi-professional, like, Semi- like a state league in here. That was then. then. And that yeah. was from teams all across the country? Yes. So yeah. at that point in time, before, you, before you're 18, you've played a couple of times for your village or whatnot. Your brother's made this club, but... Are you thinking at that point in time, I've maybe missed my chance and you still love the game, but no, I haven't made it yet? Or do you still think there's a chance? Oh, yeah. Uh, then um, when I played for Transcopy, you know, you know I, I knew I'm, I can play there for point. another maybe five, six, seven years or whatever, you know. But uh, when the opportunity came to came to me and I got a call from uh, my auntie and uncle to come to Australia to play soccer in uh, the situation I was and I made the, you know maybe the quick decision to come to Australia maybe not I don't know but I'm happy now I made it <laughs> so and um, and that's why I come to Australia you know and I said yeah I'm gonna miss it but in the situations like I was, that's why I come to Australia to play football. So back at Transcop, you're 18, your brother's already there. Yep. I'm assuming he's your older brother. Yes, he's three years older than me. <laughs> so you turn up to training, like you said, you've never been coached. You've never been involved in tactics and whatnot, but you watch after a few minutes in that first session and then you get amongst it. Uh, did you spend one season at Transcop? Yes. So can you tell the listener a bit about the Macedonian semi-professional league at that point, some of the bigger teams, um, how you went and, and where you played? Oh, that, that, that was a big team. That, then it was all Yugoslavia. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it wasn't like it is now. So the football then, it was more quality than now. So it's a Yugoslavia it was, it was over, Yeah, it's all Yugoslavia. And uh, we were, we were travelling to, to every city. So many good teams. And so many good players. That was that was that was you know unbelievable. I'm talking about the quality of the football now. Yeah. Okay. It was it was very very high. It was very very high. It doesn't matter you're in a state league or, or first division. Then people even even Pele said in in New Yugoslavia because of Shekolarats. Yeah. was the top player we had then, and he was a top player. And uh, Pele to say that, so he goes, oh, okay, this country, they've got something. You so know? do you, uh, did it take um, that year that you played there? And I think we we're talking, it was around 79-80, the 79-80 yep, yep. season. Uh, do you remember your debut and, and, and how you played? Or do you remember I, your first couple of games? I, I remember the, the, the first debut, like I said, uh, of the start of the interview with my uh, village. Like I said, I had just the boots that was two sizes bigger than my foot, and I, <laughs> and I scored a goal, believe it or not, and I, I was like so excited. And uh, since then, I didn't stop. Since then, I started playing and playing and playing. When I went to Transcorp, uh, we had a preseason, and then uh, we was training twice or three. Sorry, three times a week. 
Okay. In a, in a, we had a pre-season. We went to another city for about 10 days and then come back and then train again and all this stuff. And uh, then I knew the game, how to play the proper game. Because you're, like you, you said, know? you're, you had to learn fast, really. Yes. Because you hadn't, it's not like here now where you can play with the flame or the Wolves junior yeah. teams. Yeah. You yeah. didn't have any of that. So no. you're not just learning, I guess, new teammates, the coach, the club. You're learning how to Everything. play football and how they want it to be played. That's it, yeah. You know, like, like I said, I didn't have a coach to show me how to stop the ball, yep. how to kick the ball, how to cross the ball when I was young. And like I said, I was watching the TV and I'm watching the players, what they're doing. And I, I learned from that. And uh, like I said, when I went to Transcov and then that was about something else. <laughs> so was it a, uh, within Bidola, was, was Transcop seen as if you've made it in that team, that that's a big thing as well? Oh, it was. It was because, uh, like I said, there was a lot of, lot of good players to make it in first grade there, then yep. you've got to be, you know, you've got to be the best. Yep. You know, so, and the coach, the coach was a good coach too. So who was the coach, the coach? Oh, uh, his, his name is, uh, it was Peter. I don't know his na last name. And uh, very good coach, actually. I remember one training, me, my brother, and the other left winger and the strikers, we trained for two hours just the crosses. Uh. And since then, like I said, I knew where the, the players going through on trainings, you know what I mean? So yeah. now, these days, who knows what they're doing, <laughs> you know? But then that was it, and I'm going to myself, I can't do this for two hours. So, well, you have to. Yeah. That's it. That's your job. You've got to do it. And then that, that, that's it. And it's some, like I said, it was something new for me. And so you took to it and you were enthusiastic and you were learning. You're like a sponge in a sense. Did you, um, what position were you playing at Transport? White, white midfield. Yep. Yep. And, 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 and even like you said, when you were growing up, uh, did you always want to be that attacking player that wanted to deliver crosses, take blokes on and, and do that, so... Yeah, yeah, you know, that, uh, I was quick, but not that quick, you know. The crosses and, and all the stuff I, w I, w I was doing, I was, you know, I, I was doing perfectly. And the coach goes, that's what I want from you. Yep. I don't want anything else. Just cross the ball and that's it. And then when we lose the ball, just defend, that's it. That's, a, that, that's your job. And I'm going, oh, I, can, I can do that, not a problem. <laughs> You know, and uh, and started from then. And when I come to Australia, it was uh, 21st of August, 1981. It was Sunday afternoon, and I went to the showground. Yeah. My uh, my uncle's neighbour. He goes, "Let's go watch soccer." And I'm going, "Oh, okay, no worries." <laughs> you know, and uh, we went there, and uh, Wolves was playing against Adelaide City, yeah. and Flammer was playing. <laughs> <laughs> And it was windy that, you know, showground, it's always windy, you know. He just kicked that ball from halfway and the wind took it straight in the goal. And Flam was, here we go, I'll score a goal. <laughs> <laughs> and every training used to mention that. <laughs> well, before we get to when you came over, 
you're enjoying your football at Transcop. So, um, did you have a successful year in terms of, you know, how you went? Did you stay in the first team for the majority of the year? Yep, I stayed in the first team for all year. So, at that point in time, um, before you got that call and talked to Yanni and Uncle, like you said, you would have just stayed where you were, continued to play in that league and, and, and yeah. go from there. But was that call an unusual call or was that just a, a random call? How did it come about that you had to make that decision to, to come to that, Australia? That call, and, uh, and everybody's talking about today too, yep. that call was for my brother to come here. Okay. And when he get that call and he said straight away, no, I'm not coming because he was... He was all right there. He was happy. He was happy there. He was playing soccer there. He was, he had a job. He had everything. So that's why he didn't want to come here. My auntie goes, okay, you don't want to come. You don't want to come. She talked to to the president of Wuma Macedonia. He goes, oh, he's got a brother. If he's one, I'm gonna, I can call him and uh, and ask him if he wants to come. And they go, oh yeah, all right, no worries. And she called me the next day. <laughs> and I said, yep, I'm coming. I didn't have to think twice because it was end of the season. We finished and I said, okay, what I'm going to do now? Like I said, in situation I was, yep. that's why I come here straight away. That's why I made the decision straight away. So was it still, uh, like you said, you, you saw the opportunity, you thought, I might as well, I'm young, I'm going to take it. Um, my auntie's talked to Wollongong Macedonia. I can still potentially play mm. football. There's job opportunities, but... Yep. Uh, was it sad? Did you? What did your mum and dad say at that point in time about about leaving? Or was it just okay? That's no, we support you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Straight away they said, "Yep, yeah, it's up to you. What do you want to do? Yep. You know, you're 22. You know, so if you want to go, go. If you don't like it, you can come back anytime you want. You know, that's not a problem." I said, "Yeah, no, I'll go and have a look." You know, so I come here, like I said, uh, in the 81 and. Um, I went training. My so Johnson. So that was like you said. It was August when you came out. August, yep. So it was sort of the latter part of the season. So uh, when you first came out to to Wollongong, like you said, your first chance to watch football was the Wolves at Adelaide yep. City at the showground. But um, did you get to play that season in? Like it was near the end of the season. No, no, it was end of the season. You know, it just went trainings. You, you know, just, to, and what did you think straight away when you? Where were Wollongong Macedonia? Were they training out at Berkeley at the time? No, they was training at JJ Kelly Park. JJ Kelly. <laughs> they were training there, and I went there. And uh, Mike Johnston was the coach. Yeah. Yes. Then and um, introduced myself, and uh, this, uh, then then we start training. I start training in about a week or two weeks after that. Mike Johnson called me and he goes, come here. I'm going there. He's talking to me. I didn't know, I didn't know what he's saying, you know. Yeah. And I had my mates there and I, I called Peter, the goalkeeper, to Translate. Zielski. He goes, can you translate for me what, what he's saying? He goes, you know what he's saying? Well, he said, you're going to make it. And I'm going to myself, make it what? You know, and I was surprised. He goes, oh, he's saying you can play higher leagues and I'm going okay you know I, I didn't know nothing about Wolves yeah, you know yeah. what I mean because Wolves they got what National League started 80s yeah 1980. and uh, I came 81 oh, no, 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 Wolves got in there yeah, yeah. and then uh, I came 81 
And uh, like I said, I watched the game and I'm going to my neighbor, okay, I can play in this team tomorrow. Yeah. Because like I said, in in Macedonia, Yugoslavia then, the, the, you know, the, 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 standard. the standard was, you know, high. And I, I'm watching and I'm going, because that just started, you know, two years. I'm going, oh, okay, not a problem. This this guy suits me, not a problem, you know. He goes, no, 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 what are you talking about? This is I'm going, okay, no worries, you'll see one day. <laughs> <laughs> when I made it, he goes, oh, well done. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was about, like you said, um, 82 that you then... Uh, had your first season with Wollongong Macedonia, mm-hmm. you know, and and you talked about. I think then uh, Macedonia changed. I think Larry. I think Mike Johnson might have started the eighty-two season, and Larry Ashbolt yep, came in. Yep, he came in. Yep. So, uh, apart from the language barrier, uh, was it probably a good move for you to to be with a Macedonian club in the sense that a lot of your teammates can yeah can definitely communicate yeah. properly, you know. Yeah, apart yeah. from the coach, maybe. That's it, yeah. I, I don't think Larry or Mike spoke. Well, oh, I, you know, like like I said, I had the players that they, they yeah. helped me a lot. You know, they because uh, they they took me like their brother. You know, straight away. You know, so I was very happy with them. You know, with mates. You know, then uh, Robert Giraldi was playing there. His brother Paul was playing. Harry Sutton was playing there. Ronnie Sutton was playing there. All these guys. You know. Yeah. And these Macedonian players, that was all, you know, very good players. And uh, when I went there, they welcomed me, you know, with open arms. You know, I was so happy. You know, and, uh, and I started playing. And uh, Mike Johnston, like I said, and he goes, oh, okay, here we go. We've got a good player. And, like, he goes, I'm going, oh, okay, no worries. I'm enjoying, the, you know, the football, not a yeah. problem, you know. So, yeah, and, and I was very, very happy, actually. So, and I was playing some, you know, so not every game, but depends, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, but I was, I was happy there. I was very happy there. Because uh, I think at the time, and, and I don't want to speak on behalf of the Wollongong Macedonian Committee at that time, but they were really pushing, they were in the, I think, the second tier of state league, but they were wanted to become, I guess, the first division. They're in the second tier and they were even pushing for the NSL, which they got to in 91, mm-hmm. but... Uh, did the committee, when they spoke to you and signed you up, uh, did their enthusiasm and, I guess, professionalism to really and ambition excite you as well? Yeah, uh, yeah, it did. You know, so there was a good times and a bad times there. So you know, like everybody knows that. But I left Wollongong and I because uh, I was in situations like that to live. I didn't have a job, yep. and I was married, and uh, and family on the way, you know. And my daughter got born, and all that stuff. I didn't have a job, nothing, and I'm going because you had about two years there. Well, yep, I had two years, and I, I like I said, I'm, I'm I was very happy there, but so they were giving you some money, but it wasn't enough. No, to, no, no, no. You know, raise that, a young family. That's it, yeah. You know, so and I said, uh, okay, if you give me this, you know, it will find me a job or whatever. I'm gonna stay. Yeah, I'm not gonna leave because wolves they came, and they said, okay, we've been watching you for that for about a year and something, yeah. and uh, we want you to play for wolves. And I'm going, wow. I didn't know who they are. Yeah, that was Jack Zania. And Andy, they knock on my door. They go, and I'm going, oh, 
I'm going to my missus, can you go and have a look? And she goes, yeah, he's riding home. I said, yep. He goes, we're from Wollongong Wolves, we want you to play for Wolves. Wow. And I'm going, okay. You know, like I said, I was in a situation like that. Yeah. And uh, I, I said, well, I don't know you guys. They go, yes, we are. We 100%, we're not going to lie to you. We want you to come training on Tuesday. And I'm going, okay. And they left. And, I'm, and I chat to my missus and I go, what do you think? I don't know these blokes. And she goes, just go and have a look. Yeah. I went there and uh, that, was, that was there. <laughs> I saw him there and uh, he went from there. Laurie Kelly was the president. Yeah. And I had a chat to him. He goes, he goes to me, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to anybody. He goes, you signed today. You've got a job tomorrow. Wow. And, and, and that's why I left. As people know um, yeah. in the area and people that are, are listening for the listeners benefit, um, Laurie Kelly was a parliamentarian. Yep. Um, initially a life member of Fernhill Soccer yep. Club, but then was uh, instrumental as you said, as the chairman at the Wolves and, and did a lot for football in the area. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I guess for yourself with a young family. Yeah. So just quickly back to the State League, um, uh, were you surprised uh, initially in those that year and a half or, or what that you played about some of the crowds that you were sort of seeing? Yeah, I, I, I was surprised. It, it was the crowds there. Like I said, it, it, uh, um, Rockdale was there. Yeah, you had you, you know, Rockdale. Yeah, yeah, and uh, when we played Rockdale, it was about 5,000 people there. And I'm going to myself, this is uh, stately. But the crowds that was coming, now, I don't know what, what's happening. Now <laughs> we, we don't have any crowds. I don't know what's going on. But then the people that was going to watch football every weekend. Yeah, it's huge. You know, it was, uh, you know, like I said, it was, in the NSL, there was Preston. There was just, yeah. there was Marconi, there was Croatia, there was all Olympic and all these. Yeah, you're playing yeah, against yeah. them, you always get seven, eight, nine thousand people. You know, now, and Melita was there too in the state league, yeah. you know, that's, that, that was bringing big, big crowds too, you know. It was enjoyable and atmosphere was electric, you know, it was, it was good to play. And uh, before we move on from and talk a bit more about the Wolves, um, in terms of uh, uh, Wollongong, Macedonia, uh, can you tell me a bit more about Peter Terzioski, um, the keeper? Yep. Because uh, I've seen newspaper articles and, and other blokes have spoken about him as well. Uh, he was a special talent, wasn't he? Oh, he, he was a very, very tell, good keeper. Can you tell the yeah. listener what you thought of him as a oh, keeper? Oh, he, he was a great keeper. You know, when I saw him first time and I'm going, geez, what's he doing here? He should have been playing NSL. He could have played yeah. NSL any time, any time. It was that good. And he was always at training, yep. never missed training. And he was working 100% every training. And, that, and I said to myself, like I said, you know, why does he go and try if he can play in NSL? And that's his you yeah, know, that's choice, his but I don't know. And, uh, but yeah, that was, like I said, it was, a, it was a very good players there. You know, that was Chris, you know, he was playing centre-back. Like I said, Harry Sutton, Robert Giraldi, Paul Giraldi, Ronnie Sutton, Pasco, Slav, 
Scooter and all these guys, you know, they, they, they're all good players. And yeah. I'm going, why don't you go and try? Yeah. You know, it, and, 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 and I, like I said, I enjoyed very, very much playing with them. So it's pretty much for the, I guess, the 85 season that you're signing up with the Wolves. Uh, but, you know, you signed the contract with Laurie Kelly. They promised you a job. So where did they get you a job at? They didn't give me a job. They didn't? Nah. So because I didn't sign on time. Uh, okay. You know, so that job already gone. So, so you still signed though? Yeah, I still signed, you know, so... But you had a problem, didn't you? I, I yeah. read a newspaper article where you, like you said, you've got a young family, you're taking this opportunity, but you've then got to pay your own contract yeah. out. So yeah. I think it was around $1,000 at the time. So it that was, was a lot of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was more so than 1000 but it was a lot of money. So was that a... Um, easy and a hard decision in the sense that you got a young family so like like i said you know uh if i if i signed up for the wolves i've got better chance to find a job yep okay because i'm playing for the wolves yep. if i'm staying with wool macedonia that's i don't know yeah you know what i mean so and that's why i signed with them and that's why i said okay that's it Enough is enough. I'll I'm gonna my, I'll I'm gonna repay the contract and all that stuff. And I said that's it. You know, and um, they we'll... they promised me a job. Wollongong Macedonia, they promised me a job, but I didn't get it. And did what they, happened? Did they I understand that in the end that you wanted to play at a high level and you needed a job, or I, they like thought I, you'd stay? I I said to them, you know, listen, to me in that moment, I said the football is nothing because. I didn't have a job. I had family. I just want to get a job and then play one season or two seasons. I'm going to come back. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I said, okay, then if you don't like that, I'm not coming back. And that, 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 that was it. And then I played my contract and then Wolves gave me something and uh, I'll give something. And uh, I, we bought the contract. And uh, in the meantime, Blue Sky, they rang me and I got a job in Blue Sky, and I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> so, 85 season, you're, you're playing uh, NSL. Um, Adrian Alston was the coach, and, yep. and everyone knows Adrian. So, uh, what was that, that first season in the NSL like um, in terms of, I don't think you got much game time. So, was it slightly frustrating for you that you've now made it to the NSL, but... I just can't break the first team. Yeah, I mean, uh, we had a good good players, you know. I understand that, you know, that, that, was, that was hard for me. And I said to myself, okay, I need to work a little bit extra to get into the first grade. And uh, that's what I did. And I was I was playing in the youth grade in our games and I was giving, you know, 100% every game. And uh, I said to myself, if I, if I do that, maybe one day I'm going to start, you know. Yeah. So... It, then it started keeping me on the bench as a fresh or after the youth grade and uh, coming on, scoring goals, and then start playing uh, first grade a couple of games, yeah. Because uh, uh, there's, a, there's a great website out there called Oz Football and, and Greg Stock and, and some other great gentlemen have put it together, uh, getting all the players' stats and whatnot. And, and then I was reading there that you, it was round 16 that year that you debuted in a zero nil all draw versus Penrith City at, at, at the showground. So do you recall uh, 
that game and, and coming on and, and making your first Grammy well, that, 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 I was so excited, you know, I forgot everything. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first Grammy, first game in the NSL, you know, that excited, you know, I'm buzzing to get in, you know, so, yeah, so, yeah, it, it was it was it was good. It must it have been good. a proud moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, mate. Like I said, I was over the moon. There's other players in that first year, you know, like you had Ray Ray Valestra, yep. Larry Gaffney, Alex yep. Bondalo. Yep. Um, Des Martin. Um, Zivi, so, all these yeah. guys. Yeah. So who are a couple of the players that like Alex Bondalo? Uh, what a talent. What a talent. Could oh. you see that straight away when yes. you got into training and, and, and watching game time? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, he was very, very special talent. So, and he understood the game. He, he had everything. That kid had everything. So, well, what happened uh, after that, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, one year, Wolves, they sent him to train with uh, Man United. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he went to England. So, what happened... After that, I don't know. You know, but so you could see it when you but he was he, he, he was a top top player, yeah. And I think it was uh, your first goal was um, in your second NSL appearance. You you scored away at Newcastle. So um, yeah, you know, for you to to put a put a goal in the onion bag, it must have been pretty special as well. Yeah, it was. It was very special, and uh, I think that goal I score. And I said to myself, okay, this is it. I'm not going back, you know, because he gave me a lot of confidence. And I said, I can, I can, I can play. Yeah. I said to myself, you know, and I, and I said, oh, like I said, now I'm going to, I'm going to try even harder to play every game if I can, you know, so that was it. So, uh, 85, you were coached by Adrian Alston. So, so what was he like as a coach? Because like you said, you're, you're there the whole year, but you had two starts, uh, three times off the bench, yeah. um, but you got a couple of goals. So, like you said, you, you're pushing and training hard, but uh, did you have a good relationship with Adrian? Or do you think that sort of you're on the fringes and you probably should have been given more of a go? Yes, uh that's my belief. Yeah. And how um, was uh, playing, and how was training. It was a little bit frustrating, and uh, and I said to myself, okay, I can I can give, you know, hundred percent. I can't give more than this, you know. So I don't know what 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 else I have to do, but like I said, every time he says, okay, you're playing there, you're playing there, never said no. I'm, I'm that sort of a player. I never said no to the coaches. I said, like I said, it was frustrating, but that time he gave me, I think personally, I proved him wrong. And it gave you further belief. Yeah, and, and, and that's it. Yeah, and, uh, and I said, okay, so you know I can play, but what's behind that, I don't know, because he didn't tell me. Yep. So, and uh, but as a coach, yeah. He's a, he was a good coach. He played for Australia, you know. He's just, he's, he, he was a top player and uh, he understands the game. And, uh, yeah, but as a player, like I said, it, it, every player, if he doesn't get a chance, he's going to be upset. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is yeah. and it doesn't matter who the coach is. It's natural. It's natural, that's it, yeah. And uh, 
I was a little bit, yeah, but not not that much. But still, you know, like I said, I was I was happy to play NSL. So the following year in '86, there was a change in coaches. John Fleming, who had a great year with Ferry Meadow in the state league, um, yep. took over as coach. And and as you're probably aware, we spoke beforehand, and John inherited a squad, which I guess not was not entirely of his own. And and initially. Uh, John comes in as a new coach, so you probably see it as a new opportunity. Uh, what were your first initial thoughts of John coming in and and did he say anything to you about, oh, I don't see you in my plans or, you know, you're going to be on the fringes again? Yeah, that, yeah. John, top coach. You know, I, can't, I can't say you know, anything wrong about him. You know, he, 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 he was top coach and he, he knew... And he got the players he won. Yeah. He knew the system he wants to play. And he goes, okay, I'm going to get these players and I'm going to have a success. Yeah. And that's what he did. And the first thing he said to me, you're not in my plans if you improve. And that must have been a big blow for you mentally. And I'm, yes. And I'm saying to myself, I know my ability. I know my skills. I said, yeah, I'm staying. And he goes, it's up to you. If you prove me wrong, I said, yeah, no worries. And I'm laughing today too. <laughs> I prove him wrong. <laughs> well, he, he said it in the interview uh, pretty much the same as you, that he wanted you to leave in a sense because you weren't part of his plans. And then, yep. like I said, the stats don't lie. Um, you know, you end up starting nine games that year, three appearances off the bench. So um, you then became part of his plans. Apologies for the interruption to the interview, but I believe it is important to include part of John Fleming's comments about Rady from episode 60. To add clarity and context surrounding John not initially wanting Rady in the 1986 Wollongong Wolves squad. Because initially you didn't, you didn't um, uh, want him, did you? No, I, well, no, no, he was, he'd, um... He was signed already. He played for Noddy the year before. Yep. And, um, the crowd loved him. You know, as they would. He used to run on to players and Jink and Jive. And, yeah. I inherited him. And uh, I said to him after a few weeks, said, well, you're not going to get a game from me. And uh, he said, uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a good player. You know, as, as you do. And I said, well, you're not the type of player I, I'm looking for. Said, you know, if you can get a club, I'll, I'll let you go. And uh, no, a few weeks later, Wallen on Macedonia made an offer for him. Laurie told me, I, I, you know, the board didn't want to see him go. They, they yep. loved him, the fans loved him. But he didn't fit into my system. Anyway, uh, I spoke to him and asked him to go. And he said, no, no, I'm staying. Yep. And I said, well, you're not going to get a game. <laughs> and he said, he said to me, um, he said, I'll prove you wrong. Okay. Anyway, as things happen, uh, I think it was Peter Cullen and I just got injured. And so I had to pick him. And I picked him and I told him what he wanted to do. See, because 
his strengths, he could run all day. He could run all day. He, he was jockey-sized. Couldn't tackle. I knew that. But what a crosser of the ball he was. But because he was trying to dribble everybody and he had no pace, he'd never get past them. But what he had, he had that marvellous ability to get a yard away from a player and bend the ball around and uh, hit it into the penalty area. And I said, you've got to put crosses in. Anyway, the first game he played, he, he did exactly what I told him. And I thought, yeah, and I went in, up to him afterwards, said, that's good. Yep. It's, it's real improvement on what, what I see before. And it wasn't the old Raddy Stepanowski who flattered to deceive, who ran up and looked good but never did anything. He's hitting these quality crosses. And it just snowballed from there. And uh, I'm pretty certain I went into the dressing room one day and had all the players there and uh, said to, told them the story about Raddy Stepanowski with Raddy Lee. And I said, he shoved what I said to him down, down my throat. Yep. And I said, uh, he's great. But uh, his crosses were good. His work rate was excellent. And he'd become a tough cookie. And... Uh, his, his set pieces were oh, sublime. He was good corners, free kicks, everything. And with the Robbie Giraldis and the Randall Eastorps running those tram lines, they knew the ball was going to be coming in. So they'd go there because they're going to score goals. And uh, it was great. But my favourite story of all time, and it shows you what the league was like then. It was a very, very tough league. We were playing the last game of the season against Sydney, Croatia at Adensa Park up in Sydney and we were top of the league by one point. Yep. If we drew and South Melbourne won, they win the league. Yep. If Sydney, Croatia beat us, Sydney, Croatia win the league. So a lot to play for for all teams. A lot to play for. Anyway, they had a team of, of superstars um, uh, Graham Arnold, Robbie Slater, uh, uh, Fedrin Rosic, Zelko Zarkov. Oh, I mean, these were superstars in, yep. the, in the Australian game. And, uh, and they had a team full of them. And they had a big centre-half, six foot five, six foot six. Alan Hunter, now, he played for Australia as well, big centre-half. And I was sitting in the dugout, and it's massive crowd there and uh, everything's on the, on the line and right in front of me he's gone over the top with Raddy absolutely cleaned him up and uh, terrible tackle and I got up I'm only about a yard away from the sideline and uh, Alan Hunter uh, looked at me and said don't, don't send a boy to play a man's game <laughs> and Raddy was on the floor rolling around as, as he as he did, just looked at me, got up, walked away, and the referee, I don't think he even gave him a yellow card, gave Alan Hunter. And Randy was on the left side, so I presume uh, Danny Craney had took a corner from the other side, so, because Randy was always on the right-hand side. And uh, two minutes later, the ball got played to Randy, and Alan Hunter came. You see, he was flying in. And Raddy miscontrolled the ball, and he don't miscontrol balls like that, and the ball went about two foot away from him. And Alan Hunter went for the ball, and Raddy just went over the top and 
killed him. And uh, he got carried off in a, a stretcher, Alan Hunter. And as he was walking by, by me, I said, Alan. And I suppose he thought I was going to say, you know, how are you going? <laughs> and I said to him, I said, don't send a boy to play a man's game. <laughs> See, Randy could look after himself. Uh, and I've got the utmost admiration for him. Yeah. So for yourself, did that sort of second year, then having that even bigger hurdle of the coach not wanting you, and then making it again go, geez, oh, it, the resilience you must have had, it, it oh, must have oh, meant my. a lot to you. Oh, to prove the coach wrong, yeah. that's, that's, that's a big thing for me. It is. And any, every player, not just me, but personally for me, because like I said, I, I know myself I can do it. But saying to you, is the coach, it's okay, not a problem. Yep. I've got no problem with that. That's his opinion. But if you want to play, you've you got to prove him wrong. Yeah. Simple as that. And these days I can see these young players, they're getting upset. And I'm going, you, you don't get upset. He's the coach. Yeah. Whatever he says, you've got to listen. And that's it. But yeah, and, and like I said, I'm so, so happy to prove him wrong. <laughs> and, you, and was that a case of you didn't whinge about it, you're mm. upset, but then like you said, it was that just a case of I work harder at training, I try to be even better in the youth grade fixture, Yep. and then and then obviously, it, it, like you said, you proved him wrong or, or, or showed that much merit and that you should be in the team and, and you got your yeah. appearances. Yeah, that, that, that's it, yeah, you know, and... Uh, uh, I was I was working three shifts, you know, and when I was afternoon shift, I was training in the morning with the trainer. He said to the trainer, Doing "Make extras. sure, yeah, make sure you take him Tuesdays and Thursdays." So I said, "You can take me any day, no worries," you know. And uh, I was training with him, and uh, in the spare days, I, I, I was training by myself. Wow. I was going for us. I, I was running for four days, five days a week. You know, and uh, we was playing on Saturdays, sometimes on Sundays, but from Monday to, to Friday, I was running, trainings and running by myself. And do you think um, part of you as well was, like you said, when you're in the Yugoslav League, you know, you're used to traveling around. So for you, going to interstate games in Australia, it didn't really, it was, you'd already had that sort of mentality and sort of discipline that, you know, That's how to it, travel. Yeah. Yeah. You know how to prepare. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, then, like I said, when we were traveling, and then you're not allowed to go out. Yep. You know, it's it's a it's a second division, a state league. You're not allowed to go out. Yep. First division, ten o'clock, you gotta be in bed. <laughs> you know, that's professional. Yeah. That's discipline. That's that's. It's up to you, as a player. I'm, but you, you know, they're not all the same. You know, so some players, they, they think differently. But yeah. me personally, I said, no, nah, I want to play football. That's it. You know, and uh, I think that's why that's why I might in the NSL. So, because I was disciplined to myself. That year in 86, it was a strange year in Australian football where um, they had a sort of, for a couple of years, a, a Southern Conference, a Northern Conference. And at the end of the 86 season, 
um, the Wolves and a couple of other clubs were they brought it all into one one division or one league and the Wolves were thrown out yeah so for yourself um, can you tell me did you feel a bit disappointed about this decision it wasn't the Wolves fault it wasn't John Fleming's fault it wasn't your fault um, were you guys upset as a club and as a playing group to go well especially yourself, you've worked so hard to make the NSL, mm. now you're going back to State League and you didn't do any growth? No, yeah, very disappointed. Because of the club and the players and the coaches and, you know, and even the, the, the city, yeah. you know, we got thrown out for, for no reason. And uh, we said, okay, we're going back, but we won the State League straight away. Yeah, you get into that um, 87 State League yeah. season and, and I think there was clubs like... Uh, uh, I think it was Canberra and Bankstown City that were really pushing hard. But yep. Was that just a, a thing personally or was it spoken about amongst the players to go, we want to get back straight yep. away. We're going to do anything and everything and John included and the club. No, like, a, like a playing group, that, that was personal for us. Yeah. You know, we was, and did that we were, motivate you as a oh, player? Oh, definitely. You know, not just me, everybody, all club. We said, okay, we got thrown out, so let's go prove them wrong. And we go back. And we won the State League. I don't know how many points we won. It wasn't... It was close, actually. Yeah, you and Canberra City yeah, were really yeah, going it for was, it. It was close. And um, I think it came to the last game we play against Blacktown, here at the showground. Yeah. And we beat them about 6-0 or something. Yeah. I can't remember that. I had six crosses. Robert Giraldi and Randall Eastup scored a hat-tricks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> I'll remember it like it was today. <laughs> yeah, and we went back. We went back to the National National League and we won the National League that the, yeah, the year we'll after. Talk about that. And we proved them wrong. And uh, we was, as a playing group, we were so disappointed. We won the State League. We won the National League. Not even one player went to the Australian side. Yeah. And we said... Sydney, in a very, po very Sydney, upset. Melbourne politics. Yes, and we were very, very upset. You know, so because we had we had such a good players there, we had anybody couldn't play then for Australia. And uh, talk uh, about a couple of those players. Like, uh, what about Jock Melando? Was a, <laughs> a you know, because I guess early in his career he was a, a striker, a midfielder, but he then became an accomplished defender. So, uh, what were his strengths as a player? What, what, what a player, too. He, he, he was top player he, he, at training, games. Never, ever, you know, he used to give 100% all the time. Talking to, to, to players, uh, organising things, you know, making tackles. It, all, it, it was, we was like a family. Yeah. You know, so, but that comes from Flamo. Yep. Because Flamo was, uh, you know, guys, uh, like I said, he, he got the players he want. But he didn't want me, <laughs> and uh, and look, and we had Michael Holyfield, yeah. what a left foot. We had David Skeen on the right, what what a, what a player, Ray Villestra, what a player, yeah. Jock Molando, you know, Warwick Young in goals. Warwick Young in goals. You've got Peter Konamanidis. You've got uh, Robert Giraldi up front, Randall Easter. You've got Danny Craney on the left. You know, we had a, we had a Brian Cockley in the midfield. We we we, we had a top side. Do you think? Um 87 season like you said it you're so focused that when you went into the 88 season do you think that gave you a bit of an edge because like you said you're 
had something to prove and then you proved it in the state league that year and then 88 like i said i'm more of a league championship mm-hmm. man i'm not more of a yep. australian football how they play grand finals i'm not a huge fan of that i think you were the best team in 88 and you yep. proved that yeah so did you think that helped you having that season in state league and just bringing everyone together i think i think it did it motivated us a lot because they throw us for no reason and the and we stayed together Nobody left the club. Yeah, you, some you of us could have easily yeah. got other offers. That's yeah, and then uh, we had the same same team for nearly three years, and uh, we didn't have a problem. We knew each other, you know. So okay, if somebody makes mistake, I know is yeah. there, you know. So, and then uh, when we played the grand final, the the state league against Canberra it was at Parramatta Stadium, the That's new right. stadium. And we beat him too. Pat Brodnick scored two goals. He was he was he was a good player too, you know. And uh, like I said, we won the state league. We won the grand final. We went back to the national league. We won the national league, and then eighty eight. It was it was for us to to try and even a little bit harder because you're a champion, yep. and everybody wants to beat you. And uh, that that's what we did. You know, we we keep the same same team. And and flat flat like and then eighty nine or eighty eight the 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 imports came yep and uh, then when the trouble started <laughs> you know so so in eighty eight the season's going well as the season progresses uh, did you think in your mind we can win this or, or did you have that belief straight away or did are you just that sort of individual go you're going out to win all the time. Oh, yeah. or, or did did you sort of think this could be tough, but we'll try and make semi-finals? But after a while, when did you think that you could win it? The NSL. Yeah. Oh, after after about three four games, yep. we didn't lose, and I said, okay, the confidence is here. Yep. And I said, okay, guys, just go, go for it now, you know. And we start playing, like I said, we start playing and playing game after game, game after game, come to training, train hard, you know, do the right thing, you know. And then well, after about halfway to the season, I said, yes, we can win this. And we are in good position to win it. And, and we did. And so what was um, uh, Flem like, uh, John Fleming like uh, uh, on game day? Was he pretty calm and mild mannered, or or did he know the right buttons to push with you guys? Yeah. Or oh, yeah. What was what was he like? He was he was he, he was he was calm. We had a team talk and tells everybody what's his job, and that's it. And then it's up to you, you know. So half time, if you did I'm wrong, and you know, uh, he tell he's gonna tell you what what he did. Make sure you don't do it again. And we used to train at training. We used to practice. Yep. You know, we used to practice everything. You know, and all uh, different scenarios. Oh yes, every... plays, free kicks, corners, this, that, everything. We used to practice, and uh, you know, from that, I can say that that that's why we won that. Idi that uh, NSL because, and uh, again, everybody was determined to win it. Because what happened before, yeah. and they said, okay, now we're going to prove them wrong, and we did, and that, that, that was, I think, the best thing we did. 
In Alsa, we, we prove them with football. We're not politics, just football. As the year went on, do you think, um, or, or maybe even early on, do you think uh, some some other the other so-called big clubs in that 88 season underestimated you guys? Yes. You know, when, when, when you're playing against Croatia, when you're playing against Marconi, Olympic, these three clubs, they had the players playing for Australia. Yeah. You know, and you, especially Croatia. We had Croatia in the semi-finals at Marconi Stadium. The, the, the stadium was chock-a-block. It was, I don't know, maybe 10,000, 11,000 people there uh, in the semi-final. Which, and, which should have been played in more. Yeah, they? well, the, yeah. <laughs> so for Croatia, there was all Australian soccer, uh, I mean, Australian players. Graham Jennings, Wally Savoy, Robbie Slater, Graham Arnold, Watson, the goalkeeper. Yep. Rožić was from Croatia, international. <laughs> we play against international players. And we had a, such a good game there. We scored a goal, but Leisman didn't give it to us. <laughs> and so, we lost 1-0. So did you um, did you look at some of the fixtures and, and go, well, today I'm coming up against a Socceroo defender or something, and did you like to then go, I'm going to win this battle today? Or did you set yourself own personal goals in the game, apart from John's instructions and, and doing the team teamwork and, and being part of the team did you set yourself personal goals in games definitely i want to beat him yep. and i saw i said to myself because i used to watch the nsl too you know i'm playing in the nsl and i'm watching nsl soccer and i'm watching the team we're playing next week so i know research. what what that left fullback does yeah so again okay that's his witness i'm gonna attack him there yeah. But playing against Jennings, the, the fullback of Croatia, top top fullback, yeah. playing for Australia, very, very good player. And I'm going, okay, it's all left foot. That's all it is. And I'm going, okay, I'll do this. You know? And then uh, comes from that, it gives you more motivation to play against yeah. these blokes because they, they, they're internationals. You, you've got Robbie Slater, these guys, they play against Maradona. Yeah. You know, the best player in the world, you've got to give him a credit. Yeah. You know, so, and I said, oh, okay, let's prove him wrong. And then, uh, that, I mean, Marconi, that was signed too. Olympic. Yeah, You're going to Melbourne, South Melbourne, Preston. You know, just, all the, they had some good players there playing for Australia. You know, Ange Postkakoglu, Trimboli and all these guys, they play for Australia, you know. So, of course, you've got to be motivated. Nobody was playing from Wolves, (laughs) you know. But we won the NSL, so, yeah. Because that was, was was I think it was the last, uh, I think it was the last round of the season and South Melbourne could have potentially won and and I forget who else uh, could have won. I'll look at the table here. I think it was Sydney Croatia on the last, last game could have won. South Melbourne could have won. And then everyone ends up on 34 points What's and then the goal difference, which is, you know, shows you what a year you have, yeah. then you won. What was the celebration like when, when you, you knew oh. you were champions? Mate, that, that, that was uh, the, the, the biggest celebration we had. You know, that, like I said, we proved everybody wrong. And then we, we, had a, we, had a, we had a good celebration. Was it back at the fraternity? or? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was very good. Because what was um, 
you know, like you said, you had players like Jeff Ainsworth, uh, and was he the captain? That yeah, year? he was the captain, yeah. So uh, what did he bring to the table as a player? Oh, he came from Liverpool. You know, he played for Liverpool. Uh, I don't know if he played first grade, or, but he played for Liverpool. My the top player, organiser, you know, proper captain. Yep. You know, he, he, was, he, he was, you know, in the midfield there, controlling the midfield, talking to the players, organising things. You know, it, it, was, it was awesome. It was, it was very, very good. Because uh, most people would know that, you know, you're a beautiful crosser of the ball. And um, like you said, it, it does help, doesn't it, that when you have someone like Randall Eastorp, Rowdy or Pat Brodnick, when you play with someone and know their running patterns, that you can then deliver a ball where you know they're going to go. So it was a great playing with those sort of oh. three sort of blokes that could run all day and were very good at... Yeah, my dad, the flame I used to say, you just cross the ball, <laughs> don't worry about anything else. <laughs> Leave it to me. And uh, Paul, I mean, uh, Rob Giraldi and Randall Eastup, that, that, that was there, you know, nine of the 10, I said, that was there, you know. He goes, you just hit him. I said, yeah, no worries. Crossing, 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 you know. And then, that, like I said, the last game we played, they scored three goals each, you know, that, that was... I was so happy myself, you know, for them to score and me to have six assists, you know. <laughs> so it never happened, <laughs> and I'm going to myself, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> but it was it was it was good, you know, to have these blokes, you know, top strikers. They give everything for the team. They give everything for the team for you know for his mates, you know that that like I said before, that's why we won because we was fighting for each other. So in the following year, it wasn't as. Uh, a good as year, you're sort of mid-table in 89. Um, but that was, I guess, your your biggest season that you then... Um, uh, you made 20 appearances that year in the NSL. So uh, did it give you sort of satisfaction that, you know, you came to a new country, you're breaking a language barrier for a start, yep. but you're also breaking a football barrier because people don't know you. You know, you had to prove a coach wrong, stay in the team and then even though you might not have known at the start of the season that it was your last year, did it give you satisfaction to, you know, play the whole year and and be, you know, a quality player in the NSL? Oh, oh definitely, yeah. You know, like I said, uh, I was so proud of myself, even today, because I made it. Yeah. I made to the NSL. And uh, thanks to Mike Johnston, you know, he, because he said, you're going to make it, you know, but I was determined to play in the in the big league in Australia. And uh, to tell you the truth, that, that's why I came here. Yep. And I said, okay, I'm going to go there and I'm going to try hard. And uh, why I'm going to go, I don't know. But I'm going to try hard and see how we go. And uh, I made it. I'm so, so happy and proud of myself. There's one um, picture, and when I uh, put it up online, there's there's a picture of, I think it's you and John Fleming and when he's won the State League. And, yep. And uh, I think it was back page of the Mercury and um, it, it's yes. sort of like an iconic shot. Yes. Just, uh, when you see a picture like that, um, oh. uh, do you think um, do you think about it in a very... Brings a lot of memories. Yeah. Brings a lot of memories. That that was that was the best day. Like I said, that, that was the day 
we won that state league and we proved everybody wrong and everybody was happy everybody was unbelievable you know like i said uh i was i was so happy oh you know i said okay we're gonna go now we're not gonna stop here we have to go and, uh, and then the year stop. after we won the NSL, so yeah, it was good. It was it was it was it was very very good, you know. So for the club, and for us players too, you know. So you won something, and then you go in the year after you win another thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. That that's that that that's something you know. I I don't think can happen all the time. No, I don't. Think you know what that. I mean. So. Club has won a state league title and then gone and won the yeah. NFL title. It probably can't happen certain times because it has to be that a club gets relegated or yeah. moved out of a competition. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful achievement, and I think um, you know I've said it here two or three times on this podcast that it's it's a huge achievement. That it, it was. That it, I think people underestimate mm. how much you guys as a playing group as a club. Laurie Kelly, John Fleming, that you guys put in to make it back and then win it the next year. Yes, yeah, that it was, it was. You know, so I, I think uh, some people maybe they do recognize it. Some people they don't. It's their opinion. But as the players, I can tell you now, everybody's proud of that and the club too, because, you, like I said, you can't go into the state league, win the state league, win the grand final, go into the NSL, win the NSL, pri- playing semi-finals, and you've got only one game to play grand final in NSL, you're losing it. That I think for me, that's that's a big achievement. No, definitely. You know, so, yeah. So before we move on from the NSL and, and then why you left, but uh, is there a, a favourite goal or a favourite game that you can tell us about that you still, when you're thinking about you know, there's a lot of games you've played and a lot of goals and assists you've created. Is there one or two games that still stick in the memory? Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the game in the state league when we play against Rockdale at the showground, and you know, I was I was I was shocked when I saw that the stadium is full, and the game was we play some beautiful game, you know, and Rockdale that was on top every year. Yeah, the, 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 and um, the, the the goal I scored that was um, it's. When we played St. George at Brandon Park and Alan Brazil was here. Yeah. And he dribbled the keeper and he could have scored himself. Yeah. He just passed it to me. And I score and I'm going, this is a professional soccer player. <laughs> you know, it's a, we had Trevor Francis and Paul Mariner before yeah. that. But that was here on holidays. <laughs> <laughs> but Alan Brazil, for me, the best input we had. It because it was so professional. It was at trainings, you know, training every training. He was training with us. He was talking to us. He was marking around with us. We used to train together, me and him. Um, you know, marking each other. He goes, come on, let's go. And then, uh, one day he goes, how come you're on the bench? I said, I'm not the coach, mate. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He goes, no, I'm going to go talk to the coach. I said, no, no, no. Tomorrow you're going to leave. I've got to stay here. Yeah. <laughs> We're mucking around. You know? He goes, no, 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 you should be playing. I said, no, no, don't worry about it. And before he went back, and he had a chat to me on the last training, he was. And he goes, how about coming with me for two weeks in England? I'm going, what are you talking about? He goes, 
I'm going to find you a club tomorrow, he goes. You know, I'm going, he shocked me. Wow. Honestly, he did, you know. So people, they're going to say, oh, he's, he's lying. But that, that was his words he's saying to me. Yeah. And uh, I'm not I'm not ashamed or scared to say it because he said that to me. He goes, you come tomorrow with me. I'm going to find you a club. No problem. Just come for two weeks. That's all I need. Two weeks. And I'm going, no, nah, man, I can't, you know. I had a chat to my missus again, you know. And <laughs> she goes, no, 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 what are you going to do in England? I said, I, I just want to go for two weeks. That's it, yeah, yeah. you know. But that was that was my big mistake, not to go, to tell you the truth, you know. And, I, and I'm still disappointed because if I went there, maybe I would have been in England now. <laughs> so I don't know, you know. So, But as a professional player, to say something like that, so you gotta have something. Yeah, you know what I mean. It is it, not gonna come it and say, a, okay, yeah, you, you know, that's it. Yeah, he was he was honest with me, and I said to him, thank you very much, but I can't. Yeah. Before we uh, move from uh, you playing at the NSL, um, there was a time there where you were at the Wolves and you got to play against Red Star Belgrade. Can you tell us a bit about that game? <laughs> that was a huge game, you know, the the, the short ground. It was a lot of people at the show ground, and um, when they came here, they had a preseason, and uh, from uh, from here, they went back, and then they went back, and one of the players actually went to Real Madrid, wow. and uh, that game uh, when we play, I score a goal, and that's um, you know it's gonna be. Uh, with me forever actually because I I score against my I'm supporting Resta since I was little you know so it was special special goal for me and you were saying uh, that you were able to get uh, video footage of that game and and send it back to the family so it must have been uh, among many proud moments to send video footage back (laughs) Yeah. only to show, hey, I've scored against Red Star. Yeah, I'll play against Red Star and I score. And then and, and, uh, my friends and my mates there, they, they went to my brother's house to watch it, actually. So yeah, my brother told me, so yeah. So you finished up uh, with the Wolves um, after the 89 season, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So so why did you end up leaving the Wolves? Oh, when da- David Radcliffe came as a coach then and... Yeah. Uh, he kind of he had a chat to me. I said, mate, um, I'm working three shifts. You know that. Yep. You know, I, I can't come on afternoon shift training. And he said, I said, I want players to train every training. And that's why I left. And it's fair enough. Yep. And I said, well, well, you know, I'm telling you, I can't come every training. If you want me to train in the mornings, you're going to, you know, so give me somebody. That, so, so prior to that, John Fleming gave you the flexibility. To yes. You do the extras. Yep. I trust you. That's it. Whereas yeah. David Ratcliffe just said, no, I want everyone to be here. Yeah, yeah. Do the, all the sessions together. Yep, yep. That, as a coach, you know, I understand, like I said yeah. before, you know, he's the coach, that's what he wants, you know, it's so, okay, no hard feelings, you know, thank yeah. you very much, not a problem, but, um, you know, I've got a job. Yeah. You know, so if, that, that, that's why I left, you know, not because uh, or anything else. Yep. He was honest with me, I was honest with him, no hard feelings, that's it. That was it. So was part of you slightly disappointed because at that time you were 30, 31? 
you still probably had a, a couple I wanted of years to go a couple you. of more years, yeah, yeah, definitely. I wanted to go for a couple of more years. But when he said that to me, I said, yeah, okay, I'm 31, 32, you know, I'm end of the, my career. Not a, I, I can, you know, I, I said, no, I can't do it, you know, so, yeah. And is that why um, after you made that decision um, in 1990, was it Robert Drowdy that, um, was the reason why you then joined Paul Kemba yeah. in, in the Illawarra Premier League? Yep. There, he was the coach in Port. You know, he, he, goes, he gave me a call. Come. He goes, yeah, do you want to come and play for Port? I'm going, are you the, you're coaching? He goes, yeah, all right then, I'll come. <laughs> and I went there and, uh, yeah, we had, a, we had a, you know, good season. wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, mid. and so what was it like to, uh, I always like to ask this sometimes, uh, if I remember the question, but what is it like coming back from the NSL back to IPL? Because it seems to me, you know, I've watched you play in the Premier League, I've watched you play in the NSL, you give 110%, doesn't matter where you are. So, But is it for you a matter of when I play, I'm, I'm playing for my name, I, I'm not going to take a step back here and take it easy? That's it. No, no I'm a team player and uh, I'm not... You know, I, I just want to give 100%. doesn't matter where I'm playing. You know, it, it, of course, it's a, you know, big drop. Yeah. I understand that. It's, you know, the standard and all that stuff, you know, that's, that's I understand it. But, you know, still playing first grade in the Premier League, it was, it was good. Then it was all right. You know, the league was good. It wasn't bad. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I was happy there. You know, we had good players. Robbie was a good coach, you know. So we had a good season. So, yeah, it was all right. And and after that, you then um, uh, made the move to Con Coniston, Macedonia. Yep. Um, who were who were who were being coached by a young young coach Harry Sutton at the time. Uh, was it your connection with Harry previously that you played with him in Wollongong, Macedonia? Did he give you a call? Yeah, yeah, another teammate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was coaching there. Because this was back in the first division yeah. that he's calling you. So, again, you're dropping right back. Did you, even uh, though you knew Harry, and did you think to yourself, you know, should I go back another level here? Or did that, was that part of your thinking? Yeah, well, I was, uh, I went there because of my age too. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and the trainings. Yep. Like I said, I was I was doing uh, three shifts, you know, afternoon shift, can't train this. Uh, you okay. First division, well. you know, not a brand, young family, you know. And I said, oh, okay, first division, not a problem, you know. I can, if I can train once a week by myself, or you know, should be all right. And then it was okay, you know. And we had some good young kids there. Yeah. Then we won the grand final, I think, uh, yes. from memories, you know, so some, some good young players come out from that era, you know, so Tony Nomovsky, Vlad Serbinovsky come out, Billy Jakovsky, Mile Blasky, all these kids, they, that, that, that was playing some beautiful soccer. And because uh, the beauty, I think, of uh, the Illawarra League is that we've got so many ethnicities and so we've got so many different different clubs. You know, you've got a Portuguese club, you've got a Spanish club, you've got, I yep. think at the time it was four Macedonian clubs, and yep. I think there's still four Macedonian clubs. But uh, was that uh, part of the attraction as well? Because Coniston had a great following as well at JJ Kelly. So was that uh, an attraction to you to then play with a, a Macedonian club that had a good following? Oh, yeah, 
that too, but to me, it doesn't matter which club it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a soccer player. Yeah. That's it. I, I just want to play football. They, they, I'm not looking at it that way. You know, so if Olympic call me, I'll, I'll play for Olympic too. Yeah, you yeah. know, I'll go. I'll play for Pro Kembla. I'll play for yeah. Pro Kembla. That doesn't matter. To me, like I said, I'm a soccer player. Yeah. If you call me, I'll come and play for you. Not a problem. <laughs> you know, so I just want to play. Ninety-one, like you said, uh, Coniston are in the second tier, the first division. They make it up into Premier League, and and that following year, um, uh, like you said, you'd you'd done it personally before. You'd come up from eighty-seven in state league, won the NSL league in eighty-eight, and and in in essence, you did it again with Coniston and Harry and those guys in '92. So you're yeah. in Premier League, um, and and you win it. Won it yeah. What sort of what sort of feeling was that for you? Because like you said, yeah, you had some great players that had NSL quality, like yourself, yep. Graham Fletcher. Yeah, yep. you know, you, Fletch was there. Yeah, but you had some young blokes, like you said, yeah. in 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 John Simonowski, yep, um, yep. James Petreski. Yep. So was it that mix that meant that you could compete with the top clubs in the IPL? It, yes, it was. And uh, this young kids that was listening, yep. where I used to talk to them all the time. I said, I come from the National League yep. and you, you know we won the State League and we won the NSL, we can do it the same. And they go, okay. Yep. And uh, first three games, four games, and they start believing in themselves. You know, they're young, and yep. they say, okay, this is my chance to win. We've got good players here. Listen to them and just play. Harry was a good coach, very good coach. You know, and uh, we went from there, and, I, and the, the kids just start playing football. And I'm going, okay, here we go, another couple of years. You know, we're going to win from first division, Premier League. You know, so it was it was great. You know, playing with these kids, it was actually it was an honor playing with them because they was good kids. You know, very good players. And did you enjoy sort of giving giving them advice and teaching them some of the things that you'd learned? Yeah, definitely. You know, like I said, you guys are watching NSL. You know, so have a look. Look at that level. You okay? We can't compete that level with this level, but still. To me, football is the same, you know? So you go out there, you give 100%, everybody's happy. Yeah. But if you go there, don't give me 100%, well, then we have to talk about it, you yeah. know? But the kids, that were, like I said, that was listening, it was, it was, that was great kids. That was, that was great kids. And uh, we went from there, you know, and we was playing good football then. Yeah. No, we were playing good football. And, and big crowds as yeah. well. Yeah. Very good football winner because they all – Ball players, you know, technique they had. Uh, uh, it, was, it was good. And uh, and I, I was disappointed because nobody went to go and try with Wolves. Push themselves further. You know, and I'm going, kids, just go. Give it a go. You never know. You need only five minutes. Well, you know, you were the perfect example. <laughs> you know, you came over. But like I said, yeah. you were playing professionally in the Yugoslav League. Uh, Graham Fletcher, uh, briefly, can you just... What was... What made him a, a top striker? What were his strengths? He played himself with uh, Sydney City. Yeah. You know, he played with again Sydney City. Uh, half of the team it was Australia side. So was he good on both feet? Oh or? yeah, left right. You know, he was strong and uh, good player. Very good player. I, I like him a lot. You know, I had a you know 
games against Sydney City and he was playing there you know, very strong and good on the ball, had a good shot on him, everything. He was, he was, he, he was good. You spent a, a couple seasons there. Um, I think you played uh, 94 and 95. Um, I think Harry left after after the 93 season. Is that a bit of a disappointment that he'd left? Um, yeah. I was, I, I was personally disappointed. I, why he left, I don't know. Yeah. But when he left, and I'm what's going on here, you know? So, but... I don't know, maybe it was his decision or not. Yep. I don't know. So I don't know what happened there. Because I think um, for the next couple of seasons, uh, Coniston didn't um, have great seasons, um, but you still, you were still playing. And I think Jerry Walker might have taken over from um, Dimche Dimitrescu. Yep. He had one year. So uh, when you had those last two seasons at Coniston, were you thinking in your head, I need another challenge, or yeah, or was it a surprise to you that you know uh, yeah. Cringilla came for you in the '96 yeah. season? Yeah, yeah, no, you know, I, I was I was ready to leave. Yep, I said to myself, like, nah, something's going on. Yep. I don't want to get involved with. I'd like I said, I'm a player. Yep, the the other stuff, it's up to the club. That's not my problem. But and uh, and then when I start thinking, okay. I need a change. And did Eric Thompson in the 97 season, because that's when you joined Cringilla, did it, Did he ring you up and say, yeah. Rady, I want you, yeah. I want you to be part of the team? Yeah, yeah. Late Eka, he, he, was, he, was, he was good. He, was, uh, he rang me, he goes, what are you doing? I'm going, I don't know, I'm thinking. <laughs> you know, he goes, how would you like uh, playing for Crinny? I'm going, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, he goes, when can you come down? I said, when you're training. He goes, Tuesday, okay, I'll be there. And started from there. Because you're in your late 30s at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I had a good, you know, Eka was a good coach. He was a good coach and he had good players. Yeah. And l l like I said, you know, he, and, and he had the system. He, 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 he wasn't yelling or screaming or anything. He was very, very quiet, but... The things he was saying to you, as a player, you gotta you gotta think, you gotta say, okay, he's saying something here, and uh, he had the players, they understood him. Yeah. You know, Zivko Kristovsky was there, Bobby Tupanchevsky was there, Great Lubi was there, Norm was there, um, Jureski, all these players that was there, they were all great players, and when I went there, I'm going, okay. Not a problem. We've got a good side, and uh, yeah, you know, it was it was it was good. Because that first year with Cringilla, you did well and, and coming fifth, and and you know you had Isco as well. And so, what is it like? Um, you know, you're with Coniston, who was a bit of a rival, but what is it like coming to a new club and and going? I've played against these guys. They're tough opponents. Now they're my teammates. It, it must be good knowing you're coming into a strong club. That's what uh, motivation comes. I got motivated more yep. because I'm playing against them and they're playing against me, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and that's what rivalry is good, you <laughs> know? I, I, I used to love those games yeah. because the crowds, they used to turn up 3,000 people at Crini. 
would that spur you on? And yeah, go, you know, I'm, I'm going to myself, I okay, that's it. Yeah, and I and they, they look at you. Oh, he played NSL, and I uh, will. And I'm going, okay, no, I don't have to prove nothing, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, but it was, it was, it was good. It was good, you know. Playing against Connor and playing with Connor against Crini, that was that, that was the best games I played. I, I used to love it. And because you'd have a lot of, uh, I've talked to a lot of guys now, and then you worked at the Steelworks, and like you said, you still do. But there'd be plenty of bikes there that either watch the games or are players, so. I'm sure during the week there was discussions had about, oh, yeah. oh what are you doing this week? Or, yeah, I'm going yeah. to get you. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, he was. He was like that. You know, you've got players working there too, you know. So, yeah, no worries, you know. It was friendly talks, you know. So you, yeah. But the game starts, so that's, that's a different. And do you think um, yourself, because like you said, you're in your late 30s, at that point in time, you're still playing in the top league, you're still performing. Uh, was that another challenge that you set yourself in saying, well, age is not a barrier to me, or I'm going to fight it in a sense and go, well, I can still contribute, I can still be one of the better players in the team? Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I said, you know, I was looking after myself too much. Yep. You know, uh, pre-season starts, I wasn't drinking. So you're disciplined in that uh, sense? That's it. I was disciplined to myself, you know. Like I said, you've got players, different players. But me, preseason starts, no more drinks to the end of the season. Yeah. That, that that was me. That's my belief, and I'm telling every player that. Yeah. You know, so if you are disciplined to yourself, you, that's you're not gonna have a problem. If you're not disciplined to yourself, then you got a problem. Yeah. You know, so yeah, and uh, yeah, you would like I said, you know, that my brother-in-laws they used to come to my house. I oh, have a drink. I said, no, nah. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not gonna drink. And uh, since then they knew. You know, so football season. No, don't offer me any drinks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> After the season, yes, <laughs> yeah. So '97, uh, Eric Eric leaves the club and. And Larry Gaffney comes in, another a former teammate. No, that's it. And yeah. then, uh, and then I think George Keith took over. Yep. And so um, a Socceroo. Socceroo, yeah. A, a, a bloke with great pedigree as well. Uh, so, what is it like to, I guess, to be coached by former teammates, but then to be coached like people like George Keith and Adrian Alston that have played that's for their a, country? That's a big it, privilege. Yeah, well, is, that I was, a, is, that a, is that a positive there that yes. you took from it to, to learn from them and to want to play under them? Of course, you, you have to learn from the best. Yep. And uh, George Kidd was, was, you know, I've got a lot of respect for him. Yep. Very good coach. You know, he, he, didn't, he didn't tell the players, you know, to go with overboard things, you know yep. what I mean? To tell them too much simple. about the game, just a simple thing. Just go there, enjoy it, and play. Yep. That's it. That was it. You know, and then when he came, we had a good side too. Yeah. You know, was, I was there. Peter Murray was there. Foster was there. Uh, Berkey was there. Z all Z these guys. Yeah, Zvanko was there. Yeah, very good striker. Nick Polomanakis. Nick, yes, Nick was there too, yeah. It, we had a good side, and... Uh, and uh, we lost the grand final against Lysides, actually, 2-1. <laughs> yeah. And what do you remember about that game? Oh, my, I remember that, that was a Brandon Park, you know, that they, 
they score first and then we score one one and then uh, oh, we said we're gonna go extra time and this and then they score the second one i think krishna scored the second one about five or ten minutes to go something like that killed us and uh yeah, that was a good crowd too you know i enjoy that you know it's a, when you're playing big games you gotta enjoy it not, yeah. not just big games you know but when you play a game you gotta enjoy it you yeah. know if you're not enjoying it i i used to love those uh, games you know because there was a good players on the other team too yeah, you know definitely. so yeah they had a very good side life size then and for yourself was it pretty cool to be back at brandon park where yeah before. brings uh, you know good memories there yeah yeah i know it's a it was it was a good stadium yeah i used to love it playing there you know new stadium you know it's beautiful you know and uh what happened i don't know <laughs> it's a yeah, uh, yeah you know it was very disappointing actually so yeah but to get back to brandon park was was you know good so for whatever reason, '98 George Keith is win the league, which is another another honour that you've got as a as a player. Um, Peter Willis initially '99 had Cringilla, and then for whatever reason, um, <laughs> him and the him and the committee decided yep. to part ways, yep. which which happens in in any any level of football. Yep. Uh, did you ever think that you'd be a coach? That you'd be asked to like you were asked to be caretaker coach that year um after he resigned were you thinking of coaching no i, I was still playing and uh, still playing. yeah i was still playing and um the president comes to me we're gonna put you out of the coach i'm going i'm still playing i don't want to i don't want to yeah. coach he goes no no we're gonna put you out of the coach and i'm going i'm still playing and give it to somebody else yeah oh no we don't want to give it to somebody else we want you and I'm going, okay, play a coach. It's very hard. Yeah. And, uh, so you were reluctant to do it. Yeah. And uh, because the, the president come to me, he goes, yeah, you got to do it. I said, okay. That was, I think, middle of the season or something. Yeah. And we were struggling big time. Yeah. And uh, really lucky it didn't get relegated. And uh, I said, okay, I'm going to coach, but now it's, if something happens, don't blame me. You know, so, and he goes, no, you just coach him, no worries, it's going to be okay. I said, okay. And then we got Robin Milby. Yep. He said, we're going to get your players. Okay. How many? One. I said, all right, no worries, who? Robin Milby. Okay, we don't need one, we need more. <laughs> 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 he goes, oh, for now, that's it. I said, okay. And uh, I'm playing and I'm going, nah, this is not for me. Yeah. I can't. I said, okay, I'm not playing anymore. I'm just going to coach and stay on the bench. Yep. If we're in, in big trouble, yep. then I'm going to come on come on or whatever. And he goes, okay. And uh, it was frustrating because they left me with that and that was my first coaching experience. Yeah. Never coached before. And I'm going, I've got to keep it simple. Yep. Tell the blokes, just go there, play, enjoy it. No pressure. Don't think about anything. Just go yep. and play. And uh, lucky we stay in the league. And the following year, I think I was coaching again. Yeah, yeah so that next year, did you seriously consider again and go on, do I want this? Or, or is it because you had, a, I guess, a pre-season and, 
and some time to put together your own team that you thought, well, now I can do it a bit better and properly? Yeah, well, it was, uh, I was a little bit, you know, I said, okay, uh, I'm going to coach now from the start, yep. which is a good thing, and uh, I'm going to ask for players. And uh, I asked the club for players. They said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought, I don't know how many players. I brought about six or seven. And they signed only one. And I'm going, what am I going to do with one player? We start playing and then they're signing other players without asking me. Wow. You know, and I'm going, who signed this player? I don't need him. Makes it difficult, doesn't but, it? But, yeah, he's a good player. I said, maybe to you, not to me. I don't want him. He goes, oh, no, no. I said, oh, okay, then. And, uh, yeah, that's how he started, you know. So, but I'm not that for coaching anyway. No, I don't think, I don't had, think so. Because you had, I think, another year after that. So do you think it was more at the time the way Cringilla sort of operated that maybe if you'd coached elsewhere and could get the players that you wanted that it might have sent you down a coaching path, do you think? Pro- probably, yeah. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe I would have been still coaching. Yep. I don't know. Like you said, depends. Because as a coach, if you if you don't get players you want, yeah. you know, you, you can't coach. You can coach, but it's going to be, you know, like different. That's it. Behind your you back. know, so... And then... Uh, you know, these days the clubs straight away they sack the coaches and yeah. all that stuff. You know, things are happening, and then uh, you're gonna lose, um, you know, interest of coaching. Yeah. And you're saying, okay, if I go there in about five weeks' time, I'm gonna get sacked. If you don't get the results. If you don't sure. get the results, but they don't look at it if you got the players or not. You know, so. Yeah, you know, so, but it's up to the clubs, but it's... And some, gonna, some committee guys don't come yeah. to training either. And no. see what you do at training. No, no. And, uh, I mean, again, uh, if the coach asks you for players, you've got to give him players. Yeah. So if he's asking for, example, five players, if you can give him three, yeah, that's okay. But if you can't give him three, you give him only one, what do you expect? You know, they, they, that's the problem, I think, with the clubs now. So uh, after your time at Cringilla, you then uh, uh, went to a club that you're still at now. Uh, you went and played amateurs. Like you finished at 44, um, as I mentioned to you before yep. we started. Um, and I didn't know at the time until you told me. But <laughs> when I talk to people about um, players that have had longevity in in the in the Illawarra, I talk of yourself and I talk of Brian Brown. And mm-hmm. and you went to Fig Tree and. And you've been playing there for at least 20 years now. Something like that, yeah. So is it just, like you said at the start of the interview, is it just something that inside you that you, you've always loved the game, you love playing, you love having the ball at your feet and and because you're fit and healthy that you continue to do it? Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, that's that's my body telling me, you know, don't stop. Yep. You know, so that's why I'm still playing and, uh, and, and keeping myself fit, actually, yeah. you know, so... Like I said before, I don't have a major injuries, yep. you know, no operations or anything. So touch wood, you know. So I'm a, I'm okay, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm still feeling fit, and I'm still keeping myself fit. And um, 
For how long? I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> well, we'll I'm, see. I'm hoping for <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I don't know. And, and do you enjoy, uh, although it's amateur amateur football, uh, do you still enjoy being part of a team? And and it might be a bit more social and not as serious. But do you still enjoy being part of a team and and, and winning and scoring goals and oh, crossing? Definitely, definitely. You know, it's it, it's competitive. Don't get me wrong. It's very competitive. <laughs> You know, as a old old players, you know, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised. Some, you know, that's it. It's it's good. I'm still enjoying it, like I said, and have a beer after the game. You know, that's what matters with your teammates. You yeah. know, and have a chat. You know how we went, what we did, what you know. That's like I said. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still loving it. I'm going to love it till I die. So, you know, and I want, I want to go for another maybe whatever, five, six, seven, eight years, whatever. <laughs> before we before we finish, and, and once again, I, I sincerely thank you for allowing me into your home and, and taking up a Sunday. Uh, I, I truly respect it. Um, uh, do you want to speak briefly about the support that your family's given you? Because, like I said, you, you're still playing now in your 60s, but, but you were playing... Premier League football in your early 40s mm-hmm. and you would have been like you said shift worker and whatnot so your wife and, and your mm. kids and, and oh family, yeah 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 very proud of my family you know so their support that they gave you to oh, do what you do if it wasn't for my family you know I would have been playing you know so especially my wife so you know it was it's fantastic and uh, like I said to you at the start, I've, I've been uh, waiting to do this interview for a while and, and it hasn't disappointed. Uh, before we finish, um, is there a, a couple of uh, uh, teammates or coaches that you, you still think of as, you know, favourites or, or blokes that you really enjoyed getting oh, along with? You've got to have some favourites, mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Flemma was a coach, mate. I can't, I can't pass to him. You know, he was, he was a very, very good coach. And, and uh, like I said, uh, start of the interview, you know, he was straight. You know, yep. he's, he's not behind the bush or anything. You know, just yep. telling you, I want this. That's it. You know, I, I, I was happy with that. And um, a very good coach. He knew, he knew what he's doing. He knew the system and he knew the players. He got the players he want, and you know the the system he wanted to play, and that I think that's why he had a success. Not just him, us too. Yeah. You know, and uh, and the club, you know, as a club too, and um, uh, favorite players. Uh, uh, it's got to be Jock Molanda. Funny, yeah. uh, you know, training with him, playing with him, <laughs> you know. Uh, Peter Koromanidis, Alex Bandalo, Zivko Krzyzowski. I mean, I can I can mention too yeah, many. Yeah. I can mention too many of them. So Jeff fans with all these still guys. Still great in, relationships with those guys that, when you see yeah. them. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. You know, so I've got some some of the players on Facebook. You know, we're chatting yeah. on Facebook too. You know, so it's sometimes we see each other. You know, it's great to catch up. You know, it's it's it's. I mean, reunion should be reunion, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just get these blokes together, you know, have a beer and have a chat, you know, see see how we go, you know. So, yeah, but I haven't seen Randall, Brian Cockley, Brett Brodnick. 
a long time. For a long, long time. You but know, do you think so, it would just click when, if you saw them again? It would just oh, be mate, back de- in definitely, the definitely. You know, they kind of say, oh, yes, well, we did that, well, we've done that, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's a good memory, you know, to see, see your mates, you know, teammates, you know, again, it's, it's, it's awesome for me, yeah. And finally, uh, I know you're, you're proud of what you achieved and so you should be, but can you believe that from Bitola, uh, you made a decision when your auntie called. Yep. Um, your brother passed that opportunity <laughs> up. <but laughs> Thanks to my out, brother. <laughs> you came out here and, and said, well, I'm going to take the opportunities on. Are you, are you proud of what you've achieved, in a, not just in a <coughs> football <coughs> sense, but in you know a family and a life sense that you've really made a difference to the Illawarra in terms of football and, and you've put together a great life? Oh mate, I'm very proud of myself. In you know um, what I've got now, I don't think I would have had all this in Macedonia. Yeah. You know because, uh, like I said, I make the decision because of my situation, and I'm grateful to come here and to play in the top league and to play with good players, great players, teammates. You know and. Uh, that, that, that's to me you know I can't be more than happy yeah. you know because I prove myself and I prove some some people wrong too yeah, and I'm very very proud of that and I've got family I've got grandkids and uh, what more are you going to ask for you know and, so, and you're still kicking the ball and I'm still playing yes and I'm I'm very very happy well like I said uh, when I used to watch the Wolves and then when I watched Premier League uh um, you gave me a lot of joy and um, I'm so honoured to, to speak to you today and, and get this interview across the line. So uh, thank you very much for having me in your home. It, it's been an honour. Thank you very much, Fred. Thank you. Thanks for listening and downloading episode 76. It is sincerely valued. And my sincere gratitude to Rati for the time he spent recounting his journey in the game. I'm your host, Travis. Goodbye for now. Mm-hmm.